A kindergarten teacher was, was helping one of her students put on his cowboy boots. And these little boots just did not seem to want to go on. And so with, with her pulling and with him pushing, uh, they were finally able to get them on. Uh, by the time they got the second boot on, she had worked up a sweat. And then she almost cried when the little boy uh, looked up at her and said, teacher, they're on the wrong feet. She looked and sure enough, they were on the wrong feet. And so she discovered at that point, it was just as hard to pull the boots off as it was to, to put them on. But they did it. And no sooner than she had gotten the, uh, uh, the, the boots back on, on the right feet, the little boy says, these aren't my boots. <laughs> and so instead of getting in his face and screaming at the top of her lungs, why didn't you say so? She bit her lip and she patiently helped him go through all of that again and, and get these boots off. As soon as they got the boots off again, he said, these are my brother's boots. My mom told me I had to wear them today. And at this point, she didn't know if she should laugh or cry, but she was able to, to muster up all the grace that she had. And they put these boots back on again. So she helps the little boy get his coat on and she says, so uh, where are your mittens? And the little boy says, oh, I stuffed them in the toes of my boots. I don't know if you're like me, this year has been a lot like that to you. It's just been kind of crazy. It, it seems like it's just been one thing after another after another. I, I found myself so many times just shaking my head. Are you kidding me? Well, Today is the first Sunday of Advent. We've made it this year to the season of Advent. Advent is a season for waiting. Uh, the word is derived from the, the Latin adventus, which literally means coming. So every year we wait for the comings of the Christ. We wait for the birth of Jesus, and we anticipate uh, His coming again, uh, Jesus coming again in, in glory. So it's this in-between time. God's kingdom is now, but God's kingdom is also still coming. Uh, it's the now and, and the not yet. And so we wait. But waiting is not easy, especially for us. Our culture is, is so conditioned uh, to get things instantly, and it just seems to, to become more and more that way. Uh, talk about instant gratification. Uh, we can get everything uh, pretty quick, and we get to this, to this place where we expect it. But everything doesn't come right away. And so we have to wait, and it seems that Waiting is especially difficult um, when we have adversity, uh, when, when we're suffering, when we're afraid, when we're disappointed. And I think there's just been a lot of that this year. 
Uh, Advent comes different this year uh, in, in so many ways. So uh, Paul, uh, he, he writes this letter to the church in Rome. And, and in this part that, that we read today, that was uh, our text for today, he tells them, and indirectly, indirectly he tells us, that um, when adversity comes, one way to deal with it is to have some sense of what's coming. So, he says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. So, in their context, for centuries, the, the religious experience and this, this religious hope existed this hope that surely God is not going to leave us in this mess forever. And so uh, the Jewish people, God's people, uh, they were expecting a Savior. They were expecting the Messiah. And that's our anticipation. Entering into Advent, we know and we celebrate and we wait for Christmas. We look forward to Christmas Eve and the excitement of that and the celebration of, of Christmas Day, that the Christ has come, the Savior has come. It's happened. You know. so, so every year, um, our Christian calendar, we, we, we kind of move through um, this, this liturgy, this, this procession from, from Jesus' birth, um, the, the richness of, of Jesus' life, the, the horror of, of his uh, arrest and his, his crucifixion and his death, the delight at Easter of, of the resurrection, and then the ascension, where Jesus leaves us. And, and so you, you remember uh, on that day, right before Jesus' ascension, he gathers with his disciples and he tells them, I want you to wait. I want you to wait in the city because the Spirit's coming. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit will give you power. Power to live. Power to live with such joy and such grace. But also, power to wait. So, Adventus, it's coming. Every year, we wait for the comings of the Christ, for the birth of Christ, uh, for the second coming when Christ comes in glory. So we're in this in-between time that God's kingdom is now and it's still coming, that it's now and it's, it's not yet. Uh, Philip Yancey uh, wrote a book called the, the Jesus I Never Knew, and he talks about this in-between time. Uh, he says, Good Friday and Easter Sunday have earned names on the calendar. Yet in a real sense, we live on Saturday, the day with no name. What the disciples experienced in small scale, three days in grief over one man who had died on a cross, 
we now live through on a cosmic scale. Human history grinds on between the time of promise and fulfillment. So then he says, can we trust that God can make something holy and beautiful and good out of a world that includes Bosnia and Rwanda, ghettos, jammed prisons, and the richest nation on earth? Now we can add our things to that list. He goes on to say, it's Saturday on planet earth. Will Sunday ever come? It's Advent. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, in, in his book, Letters and Papers from Prison, he says a, a prison cell is not a bad picture of Advent. He says in a, in a prison cell, one waits and hopes and does various unessential things and is completely dependent on the fact that the door to freedom is open from the outside. There's a huge tree in, in Oklahoma City, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a major tourist attraction. Uh, this, this sprawling uh, shade tree, 80-year-old American elm tree, um, people flock to it. Uh, tourists uh, pose uh, by this tree and get their pictures taken and, and post them. Um, arborists uh, take care of this tree and, and, and carefully protect it. Uh, you'll find this tree uh, on posters and, and on letterhead and, and on stamps. Uh, the, the city, Oklahoma City, uh, they treasure this tree. Not because of its appearance, but because of its endurance. Uh, you see, uh, this, this tree survived the Oklahoma City bombing. Wow. Uh, Timothy McVeigh uh, and the explosion that he brought killed 168 people, uh, wounded 850 more. It completely covered this tree uh, in rubble. That explosion happened just a, a few feet away from it. No one expected this, this tree uh, to survive. Nobody really gave any thought to it. It was just, just dusty and, and all of the branches were, were stripped from it. It was gone. It was lost. It was just there. But after a while, after some time, buds began to appear on this broken tree. It was still alive. Leaves began to, uh, to, to come out and um, it, it, it pushed away the, uh, the soot. They broke through the, uh, the, the broken bark. All of a sudden, uh, there was life when all possibility of life was gone. So, the people in Oklahoma City they nurture it, they protect it, they love it. Uh, this, this symbol of hope, I think, also not a bad picture of Advent. You know, uh, to wait, uh, to wait means to, to stay in a place of, of expectation. And it's stationary, uh, kind of like waiting for a train. 
but it's also active. To wait also means to serve. Paul says, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. So, it's not just me and you waiting on God to do God's thing. It's God and the whole of creation waiting on me and waiting on you. So, this first Sunday in Advent, uh, we light a candle and we wait. Amen.